you know, way that you think reality works and you have a situation where you find out it doesn't or at least it doesn't with that person or that situation and you're angry because now there's a transition that has to occur. You have to readjust your scope. You have to adapt and accept how reality works as a, you know, as a result of that moment or that situation. I'm making it real lengthy and actually I'll get what I mean, but one of the things that make anger so important is that anger allows you the room to expel ghosts. And when I say ghosts, it's not like actual ghosts, but the ghost of painful memories, of a painful past, of painful situations. You know, I found that when you walk around carrying residual anger, there's something in you that you haven't fully accepted yet. There's something in you that hasn't been expressed yet. There's something in you that needs to be said. And anger has a way of showing us there are, you know what I'm saying, there are some things in there, there are some skeletons left over that needs expression, that needs to be accepted. You know, there is some soothing that needs to be done. You know, walking around for a long time with lots of anger, being angry at the world for some of, you know, every reason imaginable, you know, always resented people because it felt like you can walk around the world angry and people will just let you, people won't care, but it's not people's responsibility to dissolve your anger, it's yours. Also, once you've lived enough, you also notice that anger is like food too. Anger has an expiration date. You know, when you exceed your expiration date, you know, the anger starts to spoil. It starts to ferment. It starts to become odorous. It starts to stink. And because it starts to stink, you know, it creates toxins, if you will, probably even literally too, because it's biology, but it starts to seep into your system. It seeps into your body, into your biology. It seeps into the way you feel, into the way you think, you know, into the way that you behave. And now all of a sudden, your anger is operating your control system. Your anger is operating your mind, your thoughts. And now you can't really be yourself. Now you've created a wedge in between you and your true self. You know, I found that with anger, anger gives you the room to purge, if you will. Anger gives you the room to really just express things that have been on your heart. Anger allows you to, you know, clear your conscience, to live consciously. Anger allows you to assess, uh-oh, a boundary has been violated. Uh-oh, someone has done something wrong to me. Anger is, let, is that thing that lets you know, because usually with me, the first thing is sensitivity. I get sensitive to things. I can be very sensitive. And, you know, that sensitivity is just an awareness, a breach of boundary. But anger shows up when there's not only a breach of boundary, there is a, a intentional breach of boundary. Or, you know, there is a, audacity that's showing up that is going against my values or going against how I live my life, how I see life and how I experience life. And when those things are challenged or threatened, I become angry and I feel like we all become angry. So, you know, when it comes to your life and living your life, a lot of people will try to treat you like being angry is a bad thing, a terrible thing. Anger educates us on a lot. Anger can teach us a lot if we allow it to. The mistake that many of us make these days is that we walk around with the anger. We don't want to address it. We don't want to talk about it. The thing is, we'll rather make everybody else feel bad, make everybody else miserable, suck air out the room, hold on to things. And that's not fair. So whatever anger you are dealing with, you owe it to yourself 
to work through it, to get it out, to expel it. If that anger allows you to get off those ghosts, to get out that darkness and to work through whatever problems you are having. Think about it. Yoda said, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Another important part of anger that I feel is very important and very educational, anger, can, anger lets us know where our weak spots are. And when I say our weak spots, weak spots are the places that, you know, the places on you, the blind spots. You know, these are spots that make you behave reactively. These are the things that make you illogical, things that make you behave hysterically. These are the things that make you lose control of yourself. You know, these are the things that make you impulsive. These are the things that just really make you lose control or get out of charge, you know, get out, of, uh, get out of control. So, you know, it took me a long time to understand that, you know, when it comes to anger, we all have patterns. You know, we may be angry about different things here and there, but all in all, your anger has patterns. There are certain things, certain triggers that show up. And if you want to figure out what those are, pay attention to what angers you. Pay attention to what triggers you. And the thing is, you have to get yourself in a place where you desire that awareness because sometimes it can happen so quickly. You know, sometimes you may have to go ask somebody you know, a sibling or a parent or a family member or a friend, you know, what do you, do I have any triggers? Do I seem like an angry person to you? And allow them to tell you the truth and then ask, ask them why. But, you know, if there's any particular triggers, ask them, do I have any triggers, anything that seems to uh, set me off when we talk or whatever, or we're out and about or whatever like that, and let them tell you. You know, let them give you their experience because they may give you some valuable information you never even realized. You know, it took me a long time to realize that that anger can definitely you know, reveal what your weak spots are. You know, one thing about me is I found for a long time that I can feel, I can get very angry when I feel like my authenticity is being threatened, when I'm being asked to be something or be someone that I'm not when I'm being asked to sell myself short to be something much less. You know what I mean? I don't like existing in spaces where I can't be myself. I spent I spend my childhood going through that shit. So I don't care to be around people or situations, scenarios, or anything like that that will ask me to be anything less than who I am. You know, another thing that I don't like that can make me angry is being held to being the same exact person. I feel like I can be consistent about things, but in terms of my personality, I have different personalities. You know what I mean? And this ain't like on no crazy stuff either. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I give myself that room to grow and transform every day, however my soul and spirit needs to. I don't want to get myself nailed down. You know what I mean? I think a very a thing that has definitely triggered me and angered me over the years is people trying to hold me to my limitations or hold me to who they remember I used to be, you know? 
you probably didn't see, you probably haven't seen me since I was 16 or 15, or, you know, since you're stuck in your mind and you're the 17 year old, maybe you capped me off at 17 too. Maybe you had kids at 17, had to leave your mom's house at 17, and you're still stuck at that 17 year old. And because you're stuck at the 17 year old, you still want to see me as a 17 year old, or still want to see me as a kid or whatever. And that can anger me. I want the freedom to express myself. That's another thing that can anger me sometimes when I feel like I'm in a space where I can't express myself. I'm actually reading a book by Nathaniel Brandon, and it's such a good book. It's about self-esteem, and it talks about using uh, some STEM exercises, and it's pretty much exercises where it's like, I am, you know what I'm saying, I get angry when, and you finish the sentence, and you write about six to ten different endings. You know, I feel most triggered when dot, 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 you write six to ten endings and do them very quickly. Don't make it something you really have to think about. Just write them down and be as honest as you can. You can keep this to yourself. And doing things like that definitely has, you know, illuminated a lot of different things in terms of what triggers me and what, you know, what really angers me. Because I find that those things aren't particularly things themselves that trigger me, but it's themes and what those things represent that triggers me. And now that I'm understanding that there are themes that trigger my anger, I can get to the bottom of what those themes are and I can just continue to educate myself, accept myself for who I am, accept myself for my anger, accept myself for my imperfection or whatever it is I'm experiencing myself as when all of that is going on. Understand that we all have anger. You know what I mean? Some people are better at hiding it than others. Some people are genuinely more in control. Some people work out. You know, some people have all types of different devices to stay balanced and to stay cool. But one of the things I've always wanted to do was be the kind of person that can be getting cursed out. But while I'm being cursed out, I'm so poised and relaxed and cool because everyone knows me to be a hothead, know me to be rowdy and know me to be all these things. and. That was when I was younger and I don't want to be that anymore. But I'm thankful that my weak spots educated me so I can choose and be different. Chinese proverb says, if you are patient in one moment of anger, you will escape a hundred days of sorrow. I must say that there have been many days and times in my life where my anger has ruined a lot of things, ruined a lot of relationships, ruined a lot of opportunities for me. And I used to have regrets about those things, but I've learned that those weren't mistakes or regrets. Those were things that I just wasn't ready for. But being, being able to have that experience, I'm able to see now I wasn't ready for them. But what I can do is be ready for the future and be ready for things that are showing up these days now because I'm a different person. You know, the best thing about anger is learning that it can motivate you to be something more. You know what I mean? Like growing up, like being you know, growing up, my mom was just so angry all the time. Like all the time. Like, you know, she had times where she could be sweet and endearing and loving, but literally most of the time just angry, off the chain, angry, just off the chain, like just mean, mean, mean. 
You know what I mean? And funny thing enough is, you know, she had a reputation for being like the mean auntie or being like the mean relative in the family, but still equally respected. And everybody loves her cooking. Ain't nobody gonna mess with her. Ain't nobody gonna run no game or nothing like that. But just me as her child and me as a kid growing up seeing her just be so angry and mean, you know, and to grow up and be my mother's child and to go through a lot of those same things, you know, she motivates me a lot to this day because I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be that kind of person that loses control or that's erratic, that's irrational, that's just off the chain for whatever reason. I've learned that when people walk around with anger inside, it's because they are suffering. There is suffering happening that isn't being, you know, that isn't being soothed or, you know, tended to. It's not being healed and it's running rapid, it's running amok and it's just doing damage. And, you know, anger, I found for myself, you know, is usually that cry out. It's that thing of notice me or asking what's wrong or whatever like that. And I'm thankful for anger because with anger and all the suffering that has come with my anger, I'm able to see it in other people. And it has contributed to my relationships with people tremendously because I know I'm able to recognize now when I see so-and-so wilding out or getting angry or just really behaving badly, you know, I don't have to be as quick to cut them off or anything like that because I recognize it's a lot more to this person than them just being some angry person, to them being some angry drunk, to them being a black sheep or whatever like that. I can recognize, you know, they probably have a very smart mouth. They probably get very angry. They probably get very emotional. But that's because there's a story there. My anger taught me that when you see other people angry or very angry, bad anger, you know, there is a story that's not being told. This individual hasn't had a chance to share their story yet, or they haven't shared it in a way that's authentic and empowering for them. And they need the moment or an opportunity to share their story. You know, anger has motivated me so much. And it's put me in a place of understanding. I don't have to apologize for being angry. You know what I mean? I operate a lot in my life through my emotions. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time being over-emotional, being, you know, erratic or whatever like that, illogical and all those things. But don't apologize for being angry. You have to understand that your soul is going to work through whatever issues and problems that you are holding on to the best way that it can. Understand that if you have someone in your life, a friend, a relative, or whoever, and they struggle with anger problems, you don't have to stick around and let them be a punching bag for them. But don't just write them off and think that they're a bad person. Understand that if you see somebody with anger issues or anything like that, there is a deeper story there, and they need your compassion. They deserve your compassion. They deserve your compassion because they're human, and they're imperfect. We all are. Understand that I, you know, that they're doing the best that they can and they probably wouldn't want to behave badly or treat you badly. You know, you can remove yourself and not be in their life, but in terms of what you think of them, what you think about people at large, know that that person has a story. And right now, that story, you know, they, they're not able to tell that story, so they're living unconscious. You know, a lot of people are angry because they are unconscious to what their issues are, you know? And a lot of people are satisfied with being angry and unconscious because to them, maybe living consciously is a large responsibility. A lot of people are angry because a lot of people taught them that they're not likable, that they're ugly, they're this, and they probably really want to believe otherwise. But 
they're scared of what believing, you know, what liking themselves may feel like. If they like themselves, they might have to actually act like it. They may have to prove that. But stand in your power and know that no matter what, let your anger motivate you. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the air segment. Here in the air segment, you know, I always want to remind you guys that a new era of your life can begin the moment you commit to something different. You can't experience change until you change. Think about that. You yourself cannot experience change in your life until you yourself change. Until you change, you will get the same experiences, the same ideas, the same reactions, the same people, the same circumstances on a loop. You understand the power of disrupting that loop. You understand the power of disrupting that sameness. Then you can start getting more out of life. You can start learning more from life. So let's jump in. The first letter is E. Embrace. Embrace the fact that you can use your anger to expose, you know, old memories, old traumas, expose the past, expose, you know, grudges, expose things that you're still holding on to, things that you just, you've been struggling to get over a process or work through. You know, at the bottom, you know, I've learned in my life, at the bottom of, you know, at the source of all suffering is anger that's been ignored. You know, as somebody that doesn't feel heard, as someone that doesn't feel seen, someone that doesn't feel valued. So the next time you see someone and you know they struggle with anger, uh, anger and they tend to lose their cool real, uh, very quickly, you know, seem unstable emotionally and stuff like that. You don't have to necessarily stand there and try to understand them, but in your own privacy, in the privacy of your own thoughts, consider that they have a story. Consider that that anger has an origin, that them being who they are, you know, there's a reason for that as opposed to thinking they're just crazy, thinking that they're not all the way there, thinking that they have a problem, anything like that. They may have some type of problem, but, you know, they've probably been trying to get help with it for a long time and they just haven't been getting that response that they need. And it's probably because they've probably been, you know, pushing people away or not getting the response they want because of how they approach people. I definitely know that for a fact. And I know that from experience. But it takes time. It takes reflection. Sometimes it takes you losing people, pushing people away. It takes you getting it wrong. It takes you making, you know, burning bridges and, you know, big sacrifices. But as long as you get it, you will be fine. The next letters are recognize. Recognize that you can use your anger to find the weak spots in your personality, in your character, in your behavior, in your thoughts, in your actions. You know, it's very important to pay attention to the kind of things that trigger you. You know, growing up around me all the time, you know, I've always known everybody get triggered by, you know, racial conversation and different things like that. And I guess when I think about it, I myself get triggered by racial conversation too at times. It depends on where it's going. I get triggered when I feel like, you know, we're uh, African-American people are made to be victims and different things like that. I know that the world hasn't treated us fairly, but I don't ever want us to be in the place of being a victim. And when I hear us being spoken to or spoken about as victims, that can be very triggering. 
you know, for you yourself, like I said before, ask your friends, ask your family, ask your significant other, you know, do you have any particular situations or any particular conversations that show up where you see me get triggered or you see my behavior change, you see me become more, you know, mean or evil or whatever, like, you know, and just be honest and open. Allow them to be honest and open with you. Take notes, you know, see what they say. The thing I've learned about people is don't ask the truth if you don't want to know the answer. Do not ask the truth if you don't want to know the answer. But you can definitely expose your weak spots. You can definitely expose the things in you that need improvement, the parts of you that need to grow right now, the parts of your personality that needs to continue to mature just by paying attention, you know, seeing the kind of things that make you act, make you get reactive, you know, things that just make, just have a knee-jack reaction. Uh, reaction. I'm all over my words today, y'all. Bear with me. But yeah, it just really takes being a student of your behavior, being a student of your life, and also being willing to listen and learn from other people. Moving on. The next letter is A, accept. Accept that anger doesn't have to win just because you had circumstances in your life that made you angry, that made you an angry person, that made you struggle with, that contributed to you struggling with anger, it doesn't have to always be that way. You won't always be the angry person. I used to think for a long time I was going to always be the angry person, but now these days I see myself starting to get older and starting to mellow. You know, I'm finding myself craving the peace and quiet a lot more. Definitely the peace and quiet. I don't want to be loud. I hardly want to talk. You know, I more so want to listen. And I know I'm growing and maturing because sometimes I feel more mature, compelled to listen than I do to talk. And I think for me, myself, my personality, that is growth. But when it comes to dealing with anger, you can let your anger motivate you. Let it motivate you to want to be a better person, a more patient person, a more kind person, a person that can be resilient, a patient, a person that is poised, a person that is centered. You know, one of the things that definitely helped me over the years was meditation. You know, just being able to practice, you know, practice stillness and mindfulness, being able to become more aware of my behavior, aware of how I show up, how I come off. Just some words of thought. So there you have it. Embrace, recognize, and accept. If you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment and or rating and let me know what you think about these episodes. In the next episode... We're going to talk about untying your hands. And when I say untying your hands, that means you being the only person in the friendship, the relationship, in the situation, in whatever, you know, the capacity is. You're the only person trying to fix things. You're the only one that wants it to be functional. You're the only one that wants it to work. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that so you don't want to miss that. I want to thank y'all for supporting the Medicine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Lastly, you are strong. You are enough. You are wise. And baby, you are tough. Have a good one and be easy. Peace.